0: Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. Hey, what's up? My name is Rochelle Lucero, and you're listening to the Clumsy Theosis podcast. Today we are going to be continuing our series on the virtues, and we're going to be talking specifically about heroic virtue as well as holy detachment. Heroic virtue, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't, but by the end of this episode, you're going to know about it, but you're also going to want to be about it. I know that's super corny, but I had to say it. You are going to want to get you some heroic virtue in your life. Now, I wasn't sure how I wanted to introduce the topic of heroic virtue today because on the one hand, it really is a wonderful thing to observe in the lives of people or to read about when you're reading about the lives of the saints. And on the other hand, I kind of think that heroic virtue is a little bit terrifying. But if you think about it, well for me anyways, all things of God can be a little bit terrifying because they always call us to lose ourselves, to surrender, to fully abandon everything for God, for his love, for the life that he brings for the gifts that he offers, right? We have to give up so much, or at least it seems like you're giving up so much before you do it. So if that has not completely scared you off from today's topic, welcome here on Clumsy Theosis. We talk about all things Catholic in order to be transformed by God and transform the world in the process. (laughs) All right. So back on track, heroic virtue We hear this term applied to the lives of the saints. Heroic virtue is performing extraordinary virtuous acts at the drop of a dime on the regular, right? So these saints, they're on their toes ready to be extraordinarily virtuous. But when I hear that, I think... I need a little bit more clarification because I already think that the virtues are pretty extraordinary. So how much more extra do they need to be in order to be considered heroic virtues? Well, in the canonization process, right, for new saints, having heroic virtue is required for the church in order for them to pass that first step in the canonization process. If that tells you anything, But before heroic virtue ever became part of the church's canonization language, it was actually used first within Christianity to be applied to the Christian martyrs. And it was St. Augustine who was the first person to ever do this, to ever consider the deeds of the Christian martyrs to be heroic, to ever use that language, because before Augustine referred to the Christian martyrs as heroic or possessing heroic virtue, the word heroic or heroism was only ever used by the pagans, and it was typically referring to like demigods and warriors and and battles and things like that. But Augustine saw what the Christian martyrs were undergoing for the love of God, and he you know, knew that there was something heroic about this act of, of dying for Christ. And there is no denying that being a Christian martyr, dying for your belief in Christ is as extra, extraordinary as a person can practice the virtues, right? Like that is the height of virtue. But is that the only way to be considered someone of heroic virtue? Well, we know that not all the saints were martyred, so obviously not. And then if we look at the Catholic Encyclopedia, it will tell you, well, I will tell you what it says. It says that Heroic virtue was later applied to all confessors whose virtues and good works greatly outdistanced those of ordinary good people. And confessors would be those who confessed Christ as Lord and, you know, all that, all that jazz. But again, look at this language. All of those whose virtues and good works greatly outdistanced those of ordinary good people. I mean, it's still... <laughs> It makes okay. I don't mean to laugh, but like when you read that, you think like I'm just recalling the first time that I like found this out, and I remember like it was almost just like a balloon just to, totally deflated within my heart, and I was just like, I will never ever have heroic virtue. You know how am I ever going to outdistance ordinary good people? I mean, obviously with the grace of God. You know, that's the only way that is going to happen, but it's still, it just almost, it just seemed like, I don't know if I'm going to make that cut. You know, I remember having that feeling and then, and then get this Aquinas when he talks about virtues and, you know, I've mentioned before that he has the most extensive body of work on the virtues within all of Christianity. He doesn't use the term heroic virtue, but he does refer to virtues of the purified soul, which is like the equivalent. Now there's virtues of the purified soul. So someone who has a purified soul and they're practicing virtues and their soul's already purified versus those of us like myself, whose are the virtues that we're practicing are actually purifying us. You see the distinction? So while I'm practicing virtue, those virtues are purifying me. Whereas the person who has heroic virtue, or as Aquinas would say, the person who uh, has a purified soul and is practicing virtues, um, they're able to do that because they have already attained divine likeness, right? They're already like Christ. And he says this, and I quote, he says, the degree of perfection, that degree of perfection belongs to the blessed in heaven or the few of the most perfect in this life, right? Like, come on. It's just like another like dagger to the heart. Like, oh, I'm never going to do this because when we read that we, we think like you know what heroic virtue it just almost sounds unattainable unreachable but it can't be right it, it can't be because we're all called to be saints right isn't that what Saint Paul says when he writes to the Romans chapter 12 he says therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings we which we cling so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that Is set before us, right? The cloud of witnesses, those are the saints. And we're called to run with perseverance this race that is set before us, this race of sainthood, of attaining the virtues. And in order to do that, we have to put aside all the weight and all the sin and all the things that we're clinging so closely to that are keeping us from growing in virtue, from cultivating the virtues, right? We are called to be saints. That's what he's telling us. And he says that over and over in his letters. You know, and saints are heroes of the faith. They are heroes of the faith who practice heroic virtues, right? Heroes practice heroic virtues. So they have to be attainable, right? So, how then do we attain them? And the answer is holy detachment. All right, let's turn to scripture again. We're going to go back to the book of Hebrews because, you know, it's scripture. They talk about the virtues. St. Paul. notorious for talking about the virtues even when you don't think he's talking about the virtues he's probably talking about the virtues so heroic virtue he's talking about this when he writes to the hebrews chapter 10 he's calling them to perseverance and in order to do this he tells them to remember what it was like when they first became christians and he says this uh starting uh, verse 32 but recall the former days when after you were enlightened you endured a hard struggle with sufferings, sometimes being publicly exposed to abuse and affliction, and sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you had compassion on the prisoners, and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property, since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which is of great reward. For you have need of endurance so that you may do the will of God and receive what is promised, right? What he's talking about here, he's reminding them of all that they endured. You know, they had supernatural perseverance, right? They were practicing supernatural virtue, their perseverance. Not only did they persevere through their struggles and their sufferings, but they did it with joy. He said that they joyfully accepted the plunder of their property, right? So like, they were physically stripped from their their possessions and the things that they owned, and they were joyful about it. And this is not like some masochistic joy. No, it's a joy that's rooted in what St. Paul referred to as a better possession, a greater reward. Their joy is in God because they have holy detachment. Holy detachment is also the answer to that question that we hear a lot Uh, When people ask, how are you supposed to have joy when you're suffering? How are you supposed to have joy uh, when you have pain or you're struggling, right? Because that's something that Christianity is known for, for having joy, even when things kind of suck. And that's the answer. It's holy detachment. Just like holy detachment is the answer when it comes to heroic virtue. Now, when I say holy detachment, I'm sure um, most people's mind jumps first to material things. And yes, it's true. We need to have holy detachment from physical material things and wealth and all of that. But that's not the only thing. And in fact, material things are probably the easiest thing to have holy detachment from, because we also need to have holy detachment from our plans, our timelines, you know, think about like, the plans you have for your life, you know, your daily plans, your monthly plans, your five year plan. Um that you know, the timeline that you have by by this age I'm going to, you know, have done this and done that and and I'm going to be this far in my career. You know, like we have to let go of those things. We have to have holy detachment from them. Um which means we have to have holy detachment from our will, what we will, what we want in our lives. And we need to have detachment from just even comfort. And, and that's, that can be kind of scary. You know, we want comfort, we want stability, but we need to have holy detachment from those things. If Father Mark Mary, he's one of the CFR friars, um, who's working with Ascension, uh, presents. And one of the videos he did, he was talking about holy detachment and he mentioned having holy detachment from preference, right? So like not seeking your preference and things, but in fact, seeking to give someone else their preference in a certain situation, right? Like that's a way of cultivating holy detachment. Now detachment, it's not one of those things. Um, it can be confusing. It's not, it doesn't mean that you now have like, you've created this void because you have now detached, you know, you don't, your soul just isn't out there, you know, Unattached to anything. In fact, your soul is attached to Christ. Your soul is attached to God. So, um, you know, you have Eastern spiritualities, and I'm not talking about Eastern Catholicism, but just like, you know, Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, whatever, you know, those type of Eastern spiritualities. Those have you totally detached. When they talk about detachment, they mean total detachment from everything. But in, within Christianity, when we say detachment, we mean detachment from things of this world, things of the self. But we have, we're relational beings. We have to be attached to something. And that something is actually a someone. We have to be attached to Jesus Christ. We have to be attached to God. And when we are attached to him, then we are, we no longer want the things that we were previously attached to in this world. You know, like our will, our choice, our plans, things like that. It's crazy how that works, but that's just, that's God, you know, he, he makes everything he turns everything upside down he turns things on on their head and um yeah so when we're attached to god we're attached to something greater we're attached to the greatest of all goods and when we're attached to him we now have greater freedom and a greater capacity for more of him all right so holy detachment is going to help us to lose our fears our anxieties and our worries and so much of my time is wasted in with fear anxiety and worry and i know that and i confess that and when i have like you know heart to hearts with friends and stuff same thing is true for them they they spend so much time on their fears and their anxieties and their worries it's because they are attached to things of this world the same way i'm attached to things of this world and if we attach ourselves more to christ we will be able to detach more from this world and we we'll are actually be able to grow in that heroic virtue, right? Because heroic virtue doesn't require us to do more or to be more. Heroic virtue actually requires us to let God do more in us and in our lives and to let God be more to us to be our everything. And the way that we get there is, through holy detachment from things of this world. Why? Because we are not made for this world. We are actually pilgrims in this world on our way to our home, our heavenly kingdom, our heavenly Jerusalem. I hope you like that. I feel really excited about this now. I feel more energized and less afraid of holy detachment. And I hope you do too. Because after all, losing our life is the only way that we can gain our life. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends, put it on social media, send it in an email, word of mouth, however you do it. Just get the word out there and you'll be spreading the gospel. Also, if you like really, really liked this episode, please consider donating to Clumsy Theosis because, you know, we are 100% listener supported and we only exist because of the donations from listeners just like you. head over to clumsytheosis.net. Click the word donate in the menu and there's gonna be information there for donating monthly or donating one time. If you have any questions, my information is there email me and I will answer them until your heart is content. Also, while you have your phone or you're on your computer or however you're listening to this episode, while it is active and at your fingertips, go to the show notes because the show notes of this episode have a bunch of links. And one of those links is for our YouTube channel. Click on it and then click subscribe. So you are subscribed to our clumsy theosis YouTube channel. We're trying to grow the channel. Once we do, we'll get more recognition from YouTube and they will use their SEO magic to then offer up our episodes to the YouTube universe. And then voila, more people will hear the good news of the gospel through the work of clumsy theosis. See, see what you can be a part of. All right. Until next week. Peace out.